Make America no. Hello and welcome to I'm Usually More Professional, the weekly politics podcast from the team at Sports Bet. Not only are we on your podcasting apps, but we're also on YouTube, so you can check us out at Sports Bet's YouTube page. Uh, as every week, I'm joined by uh, Joe Hildebrand Hi, and uh, Sam. Dastiari? Where's Sam Dastiari? Is he under the desk? I don't know. I, I'm, on, I, I'm in Darwin. I'm up north. I felt that, uh, you know, sometimes there's like a big breaking story, say, on the ABC about parliamentarians and relationships, and sometimes you just have to go hiding in the northern <laughs> Australia for a little while. I hear Four Corners has no, got I'm a crew outside I'm the hotel. Just to... <laughs> yeah, I'm here for work. I'm here for work. That's right. That's right. Just lie low, mate. I'm Don't some, worry. I'm some island. My, my mate Epstein flew me to this island. Anyway, I'll talk about it all about it later. <laughs> okay, well, we'll get to the numbers, uh, what's been happening in America. Oh, yes. Are we are we ready to call a result yet? All of that kind of stuff in a minute. But first, I wanted to start with this. Donald Trump's defeat was announced while the president was playing golf and when his campaign was setting up in a gardening firm's yard just by an adult bookstore and a crematorium. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. So, President Trump tweeted that he was having uh, that there'll be a press conference with Team Trump at uh, the Four Seasons in Philadelphia. Yeah. But it wasn't the uh, Four Seasons no. uh, hotel. It was, it was Four Seasons garden total landscaping, landscaping business. business. <laughs> um, now... Uh, Team Trump uh, yeah. told the New York Times that this was deliberate, yeah. it wasn't a mistake, yeah. uh, because it was uh, close to a highway exit and behind a secure mm. fence and, probably the real reason, that they were sick of their press conference being booed by Biden supporters. <laughs> like, that's probably the real reason here. But, I mean, mm. what a way to end the fight. Like, whoever the writers are of this final episode of the reality TV president. That's amazing. Like, hats off to them. Best season ever. But yeah. shall we take a look oh, at... Oh, I'm um, sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. They're selling merchandise now, right? Yeah, and yeah. Really these mm. four seasons... They're, they're killing it. They're, they're making. They're the only people. They're doing the Trump thing. They're making money out of this. And you know what the slogan is? Make America rake again. Uh, the, the stickers that I saw said "Lawn and Order." Oh. <laughs> I think you both, you both missed the other one. It should just be "Rake America Great Again." Oh. oh. Oh, oh, yeah. Hello? Oh, yeah. Geez, right. Yeah. Geez. Let's take a look at um, Rudy Giuliani's really reaction when he raking, found out you know? that uh, everyone had called it for Joe. What was it called by? All the... Oh, my goodness. All the networks. Wow. All the networks. We have to forget about the law. Judges don't count. All of them, all the networks. And uh, judges don't count and also maybe uh, people uh, who live on Mars voted. That's yeah. something he actually said. Well, we can't rule it out. <laughs> Someone unkindly, I have to say, said that Rudy Giuliani has morphed so gradually from the Batman to the Penguin that no one's quite noticed. But ever That's since really I've heard cool. that, I actually can't unsee it. And if you look at him there, he, he's an Oswald Cobblepot. He's like, oh, the networks. But you'll be happy to know um, that uh, people have been very kind with that uh, reaction from Rudy and, and you know, just mm. helpfully added some music to it, remixed uh -oh. it a bit and turned out like this. Oh, my goodness. Wow. All the network. <laughs> all the network. Do you think we're stupid? Gee, what happened? You think we're fools? Wow. Rudy's at the Four Seasons Total Landscaping Business. Giving a press conference. Last gas, fascist, racist, 
They had to get political, you know? The amazing thing about uh, this whole press conference, oh. which was in a car park with uh, Trump signs mm. stuck up on a what looks like to yeah. be a roller door, is not only are they obviously not vetting the venues, but the person that they got up to give evidence that they thought the voting was rigged was a Republican who was a scrutineer um, uh, who also happened to be a registered sex offender. Yeah, see, that could happen to anybody, though. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, Who's going to Google? I mean, it's not like there's a list of registered in the US. Say what, Barry? You did what? 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 It was was a setup, was it, Barry? Okay, well, that's cool. Don't worry, guys. It was framed. Anyway, what did you say about the the election vote? Um, and also, do you remember the US postal worker who mm. came out and said his Pennsylvania postal worker, I think, came out and said it's all rigged? He changed his mind. But he changed his mind when he was confronted by US Postal Service investigators. And those guys are, are pretty heavy. <laughs> like, can you imagine? Hi, we're from the Postal Service. We'd like to ask a few questions. I think we need them. Uh, Say, so, listen, buddy. Do you, oh, do you want your cardio watch or not? <laughs> Let's well, there's the uh, they say there's the uh, there's the five stages of grief, but I think yeah. with uh, Donald Trump there's a sixth stage, uh, which is litigation. So I think that's <laughs> yeah. the path that we're going to be on for the well, next little while. All right, Incredible we'll get to the numbers time. in a minute, but let's just wrap this up with um, uh, my hero Kate McKinnon's take on SNL of Rudy. Press conference today was at the Four Seasons. Fancy. Yeah, sounds, sounds, sounds fancy, but it was at a landscaping company called Four Seasons. Was, was that a mistake? What? No. <laughs> anyway, I'm glad I made it to the show on time, because first I went to 30 Rocks. That's a granite quarry in New Rochelle. What a night. The more people tell you it's not possible, that it can't be done, the more you should be absolutely determined to prove them wrong. Treat the word impossible as nothing more than motivation. Relish the opportunity to be an outsider. Embrace that label. Being an outsider is fine. Embrace the label. Because it's the outsiders who change the world and who make a real and lasting difference. So that was Donald Trump handling uh, his defeat really well, I think. <laughs> you too can steal an election if you just believe in yourself. Okay, so... No, no, I th- just like, only Trump. Like, okay, fine. If you're going to call yourself an outsider when you're crashing in in 2016, all right, fine, whatever, drain the swamp, all power to you, whatever. But he is literally holed up in, in the, the Oval House. Office yeah. in the middle of the White House. Like, you cannot get more inside than this man currently is. You want to say he was an outsider? Fine, I'll give you that. But he is is as inside as it gets. In the system, 100%. The whole point is he's not coming out. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so just some numbers quickly. Uh, The count as of Thursday morning with 96% counted. Biden is on 290 uh, with 77 million votes, which is roughly 50.8%. And Trump is on 217, which is about 72 million votes or 47.5%. Mm. Um, so there's still about 30 or 31 seats in doubt. Yeah, well, the, like just going back to um, what we were saying before, and I know the, these guys are very cautious and everything. I'm not one of those crazy conspiracy theorists who say it can still be one. But 
real clear politics is still just giving Biden 259. They still don't have him at 270. And why is because, as I said before, this is as tight as a nun's nasty. So everyone thought that Arizona was, um, you know, a shoe-in for Biden. They still haven't called it. It's got 98% of the vote counted, so a lot. But Biden's on 49.4 and Trump is on 49.1. I mean, that is... No, 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 look... No, yeah, I, I'm, I'm disagreeing with you on this. I, I, I mean, I think places like Wilkie I, th- I think I think I'll still win, uh, but I'm uh, just saying it's still it's just so incredibly close. Yeah, but look, I actually spoke to a couple of. Um, uh, I actually spoke to you, you. You would have come across him before. Do you remember Nick Bryant? He used to be. Yes. He's now the BBC correspondent yep. in Washington. Yep. Before briefly, he was the BBC correspondent in Australia, Correct. and before that, he was in the US. Before that as well. Yep. And I was having, and so the analysis I'm going to give is actually just stolen straight from him, but I'll pretend it's mine and give credit, but. His take on it was this. He goes, okay, there are three different camps now with three different agendas that are trying to pretend that Biden hasn't won. There's the Trump loyalists, including Donald Trump, who genuinely believes that he couldn't have lost the election, genuinely doesn't understand that he's lost. So is the camp that believes that they've been wronged. Then there's the second camp, which is made up of your Nikki Haley's and your Ted Cruz's and others who are pretending and playing that game with a view to adopting the base. Their view is we have to stay loyalist. Uh, We're trying to keep the Trump base. We want the Trump base for four years. But the more interesting group is the third group. And the reason why the Mitch McConnells and the serious hardheads, if you will, uh, haven't come to Trump and said, mate, it's over, is they're playing a very different game. This is now about completely delegitimizing Biden. Mm. Uh, they want to be able to say when the stimulus packages come, when the legislation comes, they want a narrative uh, that this has never been a legitimate president, that uh, Biden is not legitimate, and yeah. that is going to be the basis for their kind of rebuild in the midterms in two years and going forward. But again, I think, and Nick Bryan, I think, has been spot on. I, I knew him when he was in Australia, but but he also, his own narrative, which is the correct narrative, is... Um, is also dismantling this absurd myth that this has somehow been this absolute blue wave, this landslide mm. for Biden. And Biden has definitely won. He's definitely won legitimately. I don't think any rational person doubts that. But for people to think that this has been an absolute walkover um, is, yeah. is delusional yeah. and dangerous, especially if, like we're seeing here in Australia, the left of the Labor Party is saying, oh, this is this shows that we can go harder on, say, climate change or whatever, and because Biden yeah. just got a mandate for it. That is utter horseshit. Mm. Biden, Biden wouldn't even admit that he was anti-fracking until he was basically pinned down on it by some person or another. And as soon as he was, it was the rights, it was the Republicans' um, greatest weapon against him and they th- made him wear it like a crown of thorns. And, and, just, and just reading out those uh, swing states that are, are still sort of technically undeclared. And again, they will almost certainly break for Biden just because there are so few votes left to be counted. But they are as tight as two coats of paint. They are absolutely raised up and those are like like in australia where it's the regions and the suburbs that have the the marginal seats that swing elections of course i know i don't need to tell any of you guys this but But let's take a step back what what i think the election shows is that trumpism right isn't this freak of nature this wasn't this freak once occurrence event right i mean this is a bloke who got the second highest vote of any presidential right. candidate, I think, ever. Yep. Right? Uh, he's got he got five million more votes at this election than, than Trump time. got at the last election. Yep. Right? So I mean, obviously there is something there. There's no doubt about that. I want to talk about the climate change thing. I think there's a bit more to it. What'll be what, what will be interesting though is um, 
not just the what's happening here, but you look at the that kind of Green New Deal, you look at your AOCs and that, you look at the democratic base, they're not going to let Biden get away with not pushing hard on climate change. Mm, I right. think what's going to become really fascinating is that he's going to be held to account by his own base. Uh, and uh, if we want to talk about Australia and the consequences, the really big consequences is going to be that Australia has now lost its cover when it comes to climate change politics. You know, when we refused to ratify Kyoto, George W. Bush was in the White House. Mm. Right? He wasn't ratifying it. When uh, we were not meeting net zero emissions, uh, Trump was in the White House. He wasn't doing it either. It'll be really interesting to see what happens now uh, that you're going to have a bit of kind of uh, environmental diplomacy being run by Biden as the one space that will probably be different to Trump on in foreign policy. And Boris Johnson too. Boris Johnson had a convo right. with Scott Morrison recently where he implored him to do more on climate change. But I think aside from that, aside from the international community and the international norms now being sort of restored and, and those outliers not being able to give us cover, and you're right about that, but I think that that's a very different question. I'm not, to, not really talking about climate change policy, but really climate change as a symbol for the divide between yep. the progressive urban yep. left and the old school um, uh, blue collar left who have now switched to people like Trump in America and One Nation here. And and in climate change, if you like, is almost just a sort of symbol. It's just an example of the sort of things that make uh, working people suspicious that the, the people who are supposed to be representing them care about other things more. And, and again, Biden's campaign was very much directed at middle America. It was very much directed at working class people. It was not, he did not run hard on climate change. Mm. Um, and he, he, did, he said he didn't even support the, the Green New Deal. It was the Biden New Deal or whatever the hell it was. So he tried to distance himself from AOC and their, their Green New Deal ideologues. Um, he, he was sort of muddy as hell about fracking, as was Kamala. And, and he just wanted to talk directly to those people in middle America because he no, knew that if climate change or whatever those th issues were overtook the campaign, he would not win and he would not have. And that is why the first thing he said, I know a lot of people said, oh, Biden's going to sign the Paris Agreement. Well, that's great. That's not what he said, though. That wasn't the first thing he said when he got up on the stage no. in Wilmington, Delaware. The first thing he said, he said, I'm all about middle America. I'm all about mm. the people who didn't vote for me. And to the Trump supporters, and this was right at the top of his speech, and it was a great speech, said to the Trump supporters, yeah, I thing? will support you. I am here for you. He wasn't talking about, ha, 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 we're going to fucking name and shame you like AOC did. Oh, let's make a list of all the people we have to purge. She, he wasn't saying... Um, oh, we're going to sign the Paris Accord and we're going to live in this beautiful kumbaya thing. He wanted, it was as far away from what he wanted the central message to be as possible. And, and the problem is, mm. is that you're right, the left of the party will try to pull him back on that and will try and make him do all those things. And as soon as he does that, do you think he's going to get another $77 million? There's one of two things he has to do, in my opinion, right? Either you do it and you do it quickly so that it's yeah. done. Yep. Right. You do what you're going to do. You just get it done. Yep. Get it done as early as possible, so that you know by four years' time, you know, which is going to be very difficult to do with a Republican-held Congress, right? Yep. Uh, a Republican-held sorry Senate, uh, which looks increasingly likely. Yep. Or you don't. The problem is they're probably going to do exactly what you're saying, Joe. Somewhere in the middle, mm. uh, where you do bits of it, you don't do bits of it, you do this and that. But but make no mistake, bro. The, the foreign policy diplomacy that he's going to engage in is going to be around the environmental stuff yeah. because that's the one space he's going to have. Uh, the Chinese have already looks like they've come on broadly on board with some of this. Uh, this will be the big difference. Do you remember Cal Cunningham? 
uh, who was the oh, Democrat who forget. said that you are historically sexy text yes. to the woman he was having yes. an affair yep. with. Good old cow. Um, uh, well, he conceded uh, in North Carolina this morning. Shay. Shay, never um, conceded. And uh, his, Did four uh, get him too? <laughs> his concession <laughs> means that the balance in the Senate is now 49 Republicans to 48 Dems. And, of mm. course, there are the two Georgia Senate races which have um, runoff elections in January. Yep. So... Yeah, look, and again, this is, this is you know, if, if this was such a landslide, why doesn't... Why don't the Dems have control of the Senate and why did they lose seats in the House? Uh, again, it's incredibly tight. It seems there was probably a lot of anti-Trump Republicans who, uh, soft Republicans, if you like, or moderate Republicans, who are who voted against Trump for the presidency but also voted pro-Republican in the House and Senate. Um, or, or again, maybe it's just a really, really, really super tight race mm. that the popular vote, which is all just excess numbers in California and New York that mean nothing, um, actually misleads, uh, pr- provides a sort of false picture of, of what actually the, the real result yeah. and what actually happened. And again, there are a whole bunch of people who voted um, against Trump for a whole bunch of different reasons. Socialists who wanted Bernie Sanders but held their nose and voted for Joe Biden right through to you know, big city free market Republicans who, um, you know, wanted to make lots of money but didn't like Tom's, Trump's style or whatever. Didn't maybe and didn't like. Fifty Cent didn't want to. But that's cents. always the case. But that's always but the case, isn't it? You always win with the coalition. I mean, of course, yeah, 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 yeah that's right, and that, that's totally fine. But you, right. but it would be very like. What, what I'm saying is they are probably only going to that much of a coalition. I mean, Trump pissed off so many people um, that, there were, that you're probably never going to have as broad a coalition as that ever again. And yet even with that maximum possible stretch across the spectrum, all coming out to vote for him, all on the back of this, we have got to get rid of this guy, never before voter turnout campaign, his own Republican Party turning against him in the Lincoln Project and going nuts on that. And still he got 70 million people who all voted for him just because they liked Donald Trump. And here's and my that question. Is, that is amazing. So, and someone else is just going to come along and say, oh, there's 70 million votes. I'll take that. Thank you very much. It might be Donald, might be his son or daughter or whatever. Mm. might just be well, some well, well, new the... song and dance man. But here's my question. Where yeah. is the backlash? Are we like these, you know, the diehard Trumpers, mm. the Proud Boys, etc. Yeah. do you think they're waiting for the him to concede or the official results no, to come in? No, or I no. Thought, did you, I, I mean, I anticipated okay. there'd be, you know, we showed pictures of them boarding up shop fronts and... That's all not of, who they were boarding yeah. up the shop fronts no, for. No, 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 no I know, but not <laughs> everywhere, though. Yeah. But, like, did you yeah. anticipate... No, no. Do you, like, do you think there's a reason yeah. that there wasn't, that the yep. Trump voters yep. didn't backlash? Yep. What do you reckon, Sam? Yes, yes. I think it was because there wasn't one pivotal place or point. So in mm. 2000, right, remember, there was the great protest it was called the Brooks Brother protest. You know, the Brooks Brother, the kind of high-end fashion label brand that Roger Stone had organised to stop the count uh, with the Republicans. I think the issue here for that kind of anti-kind of protesting is the dilution of location. Right? So mm. because it's Pennsylvania, it's Georgia, it's Arizona, it's all these kinds of different places, different things going on, 12 to 16 different legal challenges all over the shop. If you had that one pivotal place, one pivotal point, that's what happened in 2000, right? 2000, mm. there was the Florida recount. That was it. So, yeah. And I think if you had the – if it came down to one place, uh, I think with the, the toxic nature of America on either side, right, shit would have blown up. I, but, and, again, I mean, go, go back and look at the footage. Roger Stone organised the protest of people in chinos, 
in 2000, yeah. <laughs> right? And there's thousands of them, right? Yeah. Imagine what you could do in this environment. Yeah, I think... I mean, I, not that there'll be chinos anymore. It's very 2000. I think you're right that it's spread out over a long period of time and spread out geographically. But also, um, protests by their nature kind of favour the left. I mean, the left is the party of activism. It is the party of, quote-unquote, people power. And it's also, you know, in the in protests... Big protests happen in big cities, and big cities are overwhelmingly Democrat. And yeah, and, uh, and, and all Trump's base is out in the the country mostly, small towns. So, so no, I think there's yeah, that. I, I, I hear what you're saying, but they're a motivated base. They're, I'm, 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 I mean, they're a very if motivated there base. And if you give them a time go. and place, they all come to that rally or whatever. Yes. And there, and yes. there is that. But I, I guess I just think there's more of, an, you know, and I'm definitely saying there's very nasty, violent people on both sides. But there, but there's just the, he's the, saying there's good people on both sides fine people on both sides <laughs> but it's yeah. it's just uh, protesting and taking to the street and street marches and taking to the streets are much more part of the left's DNA and then once you have those big movements then you can have sort of it's, it's very easy for small number of sort of extremist splinter groups to go a bit rogue, so the Antifa people or whatever, and then they start chucking okay. chucking bottles through windows and, and, and when you've got the right is not naturally a, a, a a party of protest and and you do have i think probably on the very extreme end perhaps even more violent ultra violent or people with more ultra violent tendencies but there are much fewer of them so my, my feeling is that kind of on the left you get larger numbers with a larger propensity for low-level violence, whereas on the right you have generally fewer numbers and, yes, you can have white nationalists go crazy with a machine gun and be horribly, yeah, horribly yeah, I mean, violent. And, and, they're you know, fringers. And, they're the fringers. They're whatever. not the Trump's... I mean, that's... that's no, that's right. They're right on the front. So, but, but that kind of, like, Molotov cocktail, mm. throw it, rock-throwing kind of violence, it's not really the right's thing. Their but thing is AK-47 violence. But do you think that if Trump holds a rally... After he can, mm. if he ever concedes, yeah. and he he says that he's going to do a resignation tour or whatever the crap he's going to do, they'll go to that. Mm. They'll turn up for that. I said, yeah, yeah they'll, they'll turn they'll turn up for that. But again, I don't think they're going to go violent and go crazy. I think there will be. I think there is, will be a certain amount of pride among them that they are not the violent ones. They, mm. I think they will be, maybe some won't be able to control themselves, but I suspect that they will be, and, and even the violence you saw from the right was cloaked under people defending themselves with guns against yeah, these violent the thugs black, and say, taking movement. the streets yeah, yeah. back. Um, so it wasn't sort of, yeah. so I think they know that people think that they're violent thugs and they want, and they're quite keen to, to disabuse them of that folly and, and say, hey, we don't have to be violent because we legitimately won the elections. You guys are the ones that stole it. And I think that will be the message that keeps coming back over those four years. And if they look like they're violent revolutionaries, then they lose they, they, they lose the fig leaf of their legitimate claim to power, mm. if that makes sense. Uh, before we move on away from the US presidential election, the move by Twitter, I think, one of the historical legacies that's going to happen after this is this decision by Twitter to go so hard when it comes mm. to the claims that were made about the recount and that in flagging is such a new approach mm. and that the Facebook kind of chose not to take down the same kind of path. I think there's going to be a lasting legacy where uh, Twitter has decided that they are now players in this. And, yep. again, AT&T and all those people always had the attitude that said, hey, we're not publishers, yep. we don't have... If you want to use, you know, we're, we're a service, 
you use our service, do whatever you want on your service. Uh, and there are some lines. Mm. And, uh, Twitter went beyond the line of just saying, oh, yeah, you know, um, uh, you know, um, you know, child sex content, obviously, sexualized content, obviously doxing, things that shouldn't be allowed. They're actually becoming quite more political. This is something to watch. Mm. This is going to get really interesting. So if Twitter is now editing and fact-checking content before it puts it up and therefore is a basically acting like a publisher, does that mean it can then be held accountable for everything that goes up on its website? If it's saying, well, this- we're, we're not going to be responsible for this because it's irresponsible, does that mean ipso facto they are therefore accepting responsibility for everything else that goes up because that's a lot of lawsuits exactly this is the huge dilemma right and again at&t and the phone companies always had a different approach which said that you know in the u.s back historically mm. where they said we're we have platforms service. Yeah. what happens we're carriage service what happens on the platform is a matter for others uh yeah. now obviously what happens on the, the platform stays network. on the platform <laughs> it's like well, vegas yeah it's right uh, but 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 look, I mean, look, and obviously there is a line which is you know, um, you know, child sex, um, you know, uh, 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 clearly criminal behaviour, uh, things of you know, doxing and other things that are very clearly. But but this is not that. Mm, this so, is getting yeah. really into the nitty gritty of fact checking. And yeah. again, I'm telling you now, I think this is uh, uh, this is a whole new world, a whole new world. That would be a bigger legacy than the Biden presidency. That's well, my hot take. Yeah. That's my final you know thought. You're, you're probably right. It'll probably last longer too. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Sportsbet told us that uh, the US election the, was the single biggest ever event they've ever done. Wow. So it was bigger than wow. Melbourne Cup, State wow. of Origins, AFL, NRL Grand Final, so presumably the Netball Grand Final, everything. Um, uh, ever the, or just for this, um, ever, uh, for this year? Ever. Okay. Well, the most popular market... Uh, aside from the outright Biden v Trump, were individual state betting with Pennsylvania, the biggest state of the 50 in terms of turnover and interaction. Um, uh, the you know how there was the tr- um, Trump Hub, which was the like yes. what do they call them? Yeah, I was about to say funny betting, novelty betting. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> thank you, <laughs> producer Shane. The um, funny money side. <laughs> what could money, possibly go wrong? Um, uh, was was who would. Uh, uh, was Trump to tweet support for an AFL team, oh. and Collingwood was the main one that people. <laughs> That's what they all. It's Ridiculous. a natural fit. It is a natural fit. Um, and then Ooh. also, you know how we talked about uh, how they uh, paid out early on. Uh, paid out early. They paid out on Biden before the it mm. was called. So they it was yeah. like Wednesday, yeah. Thursday last week. It was called on Sunday. Um, they haven't settled most of the markets due to the legal proceedings in key states and uh, with votes still being counted. Uh, but they've mm. paid out on Biden to win haven't settled trump as a loser yet but paid out on 45 or so states but haven't settled the one subject uh to trump and so on and so forth i'd like to make a little bet of my own i bet that sports bet spent more money telling everybody that they paid out on biden (laughs) than they actually spent paying out on biden (laughs) because you just couldn't it was everywhere it was a wraparound of the telly thank you very much for that by the way Uh, (laughs) better ask them for a raise we're going to say, hey, we can be impulsive and reckless and also right. <laughs> that of President Trump remaining defiant and not conceding this race. Across the country, pro-Trump protesters echoing the president's baseless claims that the election was stolen. He would have to do a lot to convince Republicans 
that this is anything except a left-wing power grab financed by people like George Soros. We Very had different. computer glitches that changed Republican votes to Democrat votes. You look in Pennsylvania, dead people voted in Pennsylvania. There's a software called Hammer and Scorecard used to flip votes from Trump to Biden. Is that indeed true? We've had hundreds of thousands of ballots mysteriously appear for uh, solely for Mr. Biden. This is coup 5.0, Lou. Coup 5.0, Lou. <laughs> See, that's great. Isn't that great? Okay, now it's time for my favorite part of the podcast. It is the Who Said It quiz. Yeah! I still Yay! haven't come up with a good name for it. Um, I've, got, I've got a whole lighting set up here on the MT for this. <laughs> sure, you're not. That's not just. There's, there are people here going, "What the fuck are these people doing with their lives?" Actually, it looks like you got something very wrong with the wiring in that studio. <laughs> okay, this right. <laughs> it looks more unhinged than normal. Wow. All right, this week it <laughs> it's is. Like they're frying a guy in the chair next door. <laughs> it is. Who said it? Joe Biden or? Michael Scott from the American Office, oh, which is, in my nice. opinion, oh. the better office. Uh, I, have you both seen it? No. Oh, that's I'm, I'm oh, walking out. I'm just walking out. That's, 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 how can you think that's Joe. better than Ricky Gervais? Yeah, because you're a racist. Oh, you mean the, the American version of the office? Yeah, the American and version of the office. You think that's better than the Ricky Gervais? Yeah, absolutely. That it's just that's not oh. even a lie because a lie that's it's just it's not that's not even a valid. That's demonstrably opinion. untrue. It's fantastic. Yeah. It's okay, but it's not better than the. No, it absolutely can... is. You had to call it the American Office. I thought it, I thought it was like you know the West Wing or something, and some Netflix series I'd missed out on. No, it's just. No, you're wrong. Yeah, I'm, I'm with. Jonas. I'm not wrong. I know that I'm correct, and I don't give a shit what you guys think. Okay, quote Do number have, one. Does it have a song called "Free Love Freeway"? No, it does not. Oh. oh. Okay, all right. Free love on the free love freeway. The love is free and the freeway is long. I got some hot love on the hot love highway. Okay. I don't uh, think that the control room is very happy with Sam singing. Okay, let's four go corners, back to the quiz. Four Corners have just announced they're doing an investigation into the free love freeway. It seems like there's a real power imbalance yeah, between the free love freeway the and the hot um, love highway. Okay, Joe, yes. quote, his mum lived in Long Island for 10 years or so. God rest her soul. And although she's... Wait, your mum's still your mum's still alive? Your dad passed. I know this one. I know this one. Who said it? Joe Trump. Biden or Michael Scott? Oh, Joe Biden. Biden. Oh, sorry. Biden. <laughs> Biden. Biden. Yeah. Well, you said Trump. Should we take it? Should the we... politician. I mean. Oh, no, we're not taking it. Jeez, oh, divisive stuff from the cheating control room. Okay. Um, it's, uh, that's, yeah, no, it was, it was Joe Biden on the mother of the Irish Prime Minister Brian Cowell back in yeah. 2010. Yeah. Okay, Sam, yeah. over to you. And he's just standing Quote. beside him. Okay. I'm going to make sure that YouTube comes down to tape this. That is definitely the office. Yes, correct. Um... <laughs> It was when they, uh, someone in the office accidentally leaked um, a report that their photocopiers caught fire and the local media came down and they used Michael Scott as the scapegoat because the company didn't want to front for it. Okay, quote, Joe, you may look around and see two groups here, white collar, blue collar, but I don't see it that way and you know why not? Because I am colorblind. That's beautiful. That's, that is Michael Scott from the office. <laughs> yeah. It's a great show. Sam, quote, <laughs> it is not unmanly to wear a condom. Uh, Joe Biden. Correct. That was Joe Biden at a Democratic primary debate in 2017. Oh, Sam's up two to one. 
Here we go. Oh, we're no. really in for a wild ride, aren't we, the next four years? No, I, like, I, I believe just... the exact term he used was no glove, no love. Sure <laughs> okay. We're going to have to have to send some bite and bingo. It's just going to be amazing. Oh, bite the stuff and, bite he's gonna and come bingo. Out. Now there's oh, a There's series two. There's a segment. Um, uh, okay, quote, Abraham Lincoln once said, if you're a racist, I will attack you with the North. Ah, uh, that's... That's got to be Biden. No, oh. that's, that's Michael Scott from The Office. Okay, back to you, Sam. Quote, you know I'm embarrassed. Do you know the website number? I should have it in front of me and I don't. I'm actually embarrassed. Joe Biden. Correct. Wow, Sam's up three to one. That was Biden during an interview on CBS. Joe, in <laughs> Delaware, the largest growth of population is Indian Americans moving from India. You cannot go to a 7-Eleven or a Dunkin' Donuts unless you have a slight Indian accent. I'm not joking. That is that is smoking Joe Biden. Yeah, in 2006. Okay, Sam, quote, You know what else is facing five Goliaths? America, Al-Qaeda, global warming, sex predators, mercury poisoning. The office. Yes, correct. Well All right, Sam's up four to two. Joe, oh, quote: If we do everything right, if we do it with absolute certainty, there's still a thirty percent chance we're going to get it wrong. Biden. Yes, that was Biden. Um, yeah. uh, speaking to House Democrats in two thousand nine. Okay. As an art student, I know. Okay, so stop, stop for a sec. Stop for a sec. It's four three at the moment, right? So if we just stop the count, oh. I've won. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, Sam. Quote. Pizza, great equaliser. Rich people love pizza. Poor people love pizza. White people love pizza. Black people love pizza. I'm going to say it's the office because they used to term black people. Yes, correct. Had to think about it, though. Oh, Had to come think on. About that was a it. gimme. That was easy. Okay, 5-3. Okay, over to you. Joe, quote, I would tell members of my family, and I have, I wouldn't go anywhere in confined spaces right now. It's not that it's going to Mexico. It's that you're in a confined aircraft. When one person sneezes, it goes everywhere. Biden. Yeah, correct. That was easy. Yeah. I mean, that was about COVID, so it's pretty easy. It's just, Sam, it's, over to you. You know what it is? It's just, it's just fear-mongering. What he should be concentrating on is the 5G network. <laughs> Think about it, people. Okay, Sam, quote, I mean, you've got the first mainstream African-American who is articulate and bright and clean and a nice-looking guy. I mean, that's a storybook, man. The word clean. Oof. Biden. Oh, no! Yes, that's Biden describing Barack Obama. Yeah. Should we do a winner-takes-all final? Or, well, I mean, Sands oh, up no, six no, no. I so thought that was no. my in. <laughs> okay, winner-takes-all no. winner final question. Um, okay, quote, this is a big fucking deal. Who said it? Oh, I know that one. I know that one. That's Biden whispering it to Obama's ears when he's about to announce that they killed um, Osama bin Laden. Oh, no, 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 no. When, it was definitely Biden. It was either then or when they were announcing the healthcare stuff. But it whispers in his ear, this is a big fucking deal. It's yeah. definitely Biden. Ob Obamacare, you're right. Yeah, you got it. Oh, my God, Sam, <laughs> you've won. 7-4. I've won. Yes. I've won. Woo. All right, this is it. This is my big victory. <laughs> If only there was someone still here to turn the strobe light off and on for me. <laughs> Can I just say, given given the number of people's ears that Biden has whispered into, I'm just so glad that that one was Obama's. Sam, maybe you should celebrate by singing some Flo Rida. Uh, no, I'm not. No, I, I don't know the words. I don't know the flow. Boots you do with know the, the words. fur. The whole club was looking at her. 
I got to go. What's the next bit? She Come on, you floor. know this. He hit the floor. Yeah. Low, 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 low. Did you know that Flo yep. Rida is named after Florida? Yes, I did. That's the Flo. That's the Florida. Oh. Uh, have you not listened to any of his Miami hits? Our producer I mean, thought uh, you where, wouldn't know that. Where, 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 mate, yeah. there's Shane's a lot of things I don't you. know, right? Did you know that P. Diddy's original name was P. Pennsylvania? <laughs> oh, here it comes. I think that's the best joke you've ever told. Thank you, thank you. What a way to go. What has happened? This used to be a podcast about politics. That's all we've got time for in this, our final episode (gasps) of I'm Usually More Professional. And we thought that we'd go out with our favourite segment, um, which is... Is it back? Gallery. Me taking my shirt off again? That was my favourite segment. Specific daytime. <laughs> I think I think he's timing it to coincide with Joe Biden's visit. That's it. That's it. 
Is that it? We're done? Let's yeah. let's burn the White House down. That's right. Hey, hey, if anybody's can't, listening, can't we say thanks. Like incredibly, can't we, can't, look, can we just stop? Can't we just say something incredibly offensive or racist to end it so that we can at least blame it on cancel culture? Yeah. <laughs> like you, like you Joe, don't Joe, every week? I'll leave that to you. Yeah, that's I'll right. leave that to you, Joe. That's right. I'll trademark that. Anyway, if... Um, well, that's it for the I'm Usually More Professional podcast. If anyone wants us, we'll be at the public. <laughs> and a, a big thing, yeah, so, well, we'll, be, we'll, be, we'll be there with Four Corners. And a big, I think we've got a big that, shout out to that, Shane and the team yes. uh, at Sportsbet. Yeah, yes. we love you guys. Yes. Thank you. Uh, yes. They've really taken care of us. They've given us an incredible studio. Uh, they treated us really well. Uh, and, uh, and frankly, they put up with Joe. Yeah. Yeah. Which. You know, given what's happened, when we started this podcast, you were employed. Remember, yeah. like, that's just, <laughs> this is how much of an outlier sports bet has become. <laughs> uh, I, got, <laughs> I got another short thing you might want to pay out on, guys. <laughs> Thank you. All, all right, right see ya. We love you all. Bye. See ya. Bye bye.